My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, and alongside me in the Exalta studio is my old brother-in-law, L.W. Miller. How you doing, L.W.? I'm doing good, Kerry. Uh, glad to be here in the Exalta studio. I don't know about the old L.W. Miller. Yes, I know. Yep. I, I get that all the time. I don't know. I turned uh, <laughs> A few weeks ago, I turned 44 years old, so I guess I am old L.W. now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I think some, uh, there's prob- Uncle Robert gets in here. He'll probably uh, he, he'll make be, the difference. Say, I'm still a kid. So He's going to be ancient. That's why you're the kid. Calling old L.W. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Uh, this show we kind of just come off the top of our head we have some folks upstairs that kind of put some topics together for us to go with and uh we kind of sidetracked from that and may have upset us a few of them but you know it's it's a lot of fun doing it on our own yeah we uh we, we it's i think that anybody that knows carrie or myself on a personal level would know that we're probably not much for following directions yeah, we or don't, instructions. We don't follow the script. So uh, <laughs> we usually just uh take it and run so we we came up with a cool idea for this show and and you know, everybody, some people are going to be listening to this after the, the start of, of archery season here in North Carolina and other states. I mean, you know, middle of September, everybody's either already started hunting or they're getting real close to hunting. So, yeah, I cool. thought it was pretty cool. You called me about probably two hours ago, maybe, actually, and uh, talked about this ordeal here we're doing on this first show we're recording today. And we got some guys here in Junior Motorsports in the, out of the shop that are true avid outdoorsmen. It's pretty cool to see. One of them's old timer. He's been on here before quite a while, and Uncle Robert, back and the old timer Robert. You know, he's back in the studio with us. And then we have uh, Wade that we're going to be speaking with first, and Bobby. And I thought we had talked about you had discussed maybe talking about some of our first time experiences with opening season. Yeah, yeah, our most not, memorable. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, just good memorable first time. Whether it's the first time into a new stand that you hung or the first you know opener of season or the first day of a week-long hunt or whatever it may be just a, a cool startup deal and and i mean i'm fortunate to to work here at junior motorsports and get to walk back in the anytime i need to know the date i don't know <laughs> that wade can tell me the date but i can walk in there and what wade can tell me is down and this is not exaggerating to the minute of when uh north carolina archery season <laughs> starts so i got thinking about that today and i was like man how cool would that be to get wade on here and and, and Bobby here, he works in the fab shop as well. All three of these guys work in the fab shop here, building our cars at Junior Motorsports. And uh, Bobby, he's he's known to stop me and show me a deer picture or two. He's got cameras rolling up there in his uh, property near his house in here in North Carolina. And, of course, Uncle Robert, he's the one that uh, he's excited about. He's excited about, um, I'll speak for you, Robert. You're excited about archery season to start because that's when you'll have to stop doing all the uh, – grunt work that you have to do when you're out hanging out with me right <laughs> yeah <laughs> once season yeah. starts he gets to go see the tree all that up until then i'm always thinking of a new project yeah. for him well let's go hang a stand here let's go uh let's go put some cameras up over there so he's probably excited about archery season for nothing more than just to uh have me lay off him a little bit of all the to-do projects that we have <laughs> i understand <laughs> so, that, I understand that. Uh, bit. Uh, yeah, so. i'm glad he's kind of gotten in the seat now i've gotten out of it don't have to go do all the work yeah well we're don't worry uncle robert and i got a list made up for you for yeah, a pennsylvania right. hunt 
<laughs> I Robert, might have the, a call. The, the good news is there's only nine days, 16 hours, and 24 minutes. Wow, there you, so you don't have to work anymore. Wade is on it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, cool. So uh, let's, just, let's just start talking. Um, we're going to start with Wade. Wade, welcome to the show. Thank Appreciate you, you joining Billy us. and LW. Old LW. Old LW. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we were sitting here talking a minute ago. I thought it was a pretty cool story you started to tell, but won't you uh, tell us about your most memorable opening season story? Well, just yeah. a most there, memorable There's so story. many old memorable seasons and uh, – Got to do a lot of hunting with my son and have so many great memories and was there with him when he shot his first deer. And uh, we, we helped with a camp for kids with congenital heart disease called Camp Luck. And uh, through that, we've met some other families and have made some lifelong friends and had a 10-year-old boy come out and he sat in one of our stands with his dad. And uh, the first day, it, I don't believe it was opening day of rifle season, but it was the first time he'd ever been out to hunt. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, his dad wanted him to sit with me because I had more experience hunting. Right. And I said, no, first one, you got to sit with your dad. That, That's what that's making cool. memories is all about. And uh, so they got to sit out there, and, and they didn't see anything that morning. But uh, they went back out. Of course, we got to hear all the stories of every sound right. and the, the wood deer that they'd see that, you know, thought was a deer, <laughs> and then it turned out to be a stick and branches and stuff. So, um to hear all that and then he got to go back out and got his first doe his first day of hunting it was just incredible and to see the faces his face and his dad's face and hear him tell the story over and over i mean it never gets old it's so i remember that same exact feeling with my son when he got his first deer and now my wife hunts with his rifle and, and some of his hunting stuff and he's her hunting angel and uh so when she got her first deer it was meant so much more to me to be there with her and and share that memory um than it did when i got my big deer which for western lincoln county 130 inch deer is a really good deer Mm -hmm. so i don't know that i'll ever do better than that but when she got her first doe ever that that was better than me getting my yeah my trophy her trophy was way better that's cool (laughs) yeah i can relate to a lot of that so so tell us a little bit about the um you know with the camp luck um thing that's I know you have a camp every summer that you host and you have kids coming and that's built is it is that kind of around racing or it's around all different aspects of life it's around all different aspects of okay. life uh trying to to give back and to uh you don't really realize how much you impact other people's lives whether it's just a smile or asking how you're doing or a pat on the back uh just something you know so it doesn't go unnoticed and and that really you could turn somebody's whole day or whole life around you know, yeah. knowing that somebody right. cares. Well, I, I think that, you know, and in, in, uh, you can say if if you have a website where people can check that out, but Camp Luck, I've always admired what you do. And, and of course, you know, with, with the loss of your son and the start in this camp and following through what he really, I mean, it was important to him. Yeah. And to see you guys take that yeah. over is the importance to you and your wife is, yeah. is tremendous. And it, It's really uh, turned out to be his legacy. Yeah. Um, and you can go to campluck.com or uh, check him out on Facebook. And we have so many great, volunteers and people who give so unselfishly and junior foundation has been a great big part of that um so and we can't thank them enough and you and kelly have just been so incredible for us i commend you for what you do and and you know you say that about it's so cool to see somebody get into the outdoors and and i've said that on 
I don't know if I, you probably, if you look deep enough, you'd find somewhere in a recording of a, just about every show where I'll say, you know, get a, take a kid hunting, take a, kid. Take a buddy hunting, take a friend hunting, go to the old folks home and take an old person yeah. hunting. I you mean, forget how the much. The outdoors is, is, is a cure for your heart yeah, regardless. It's and, cheap and that's, therapy. You know, for unbelievable. Sure. I enjoy going by myself, but. We take a young kid and, and to see their face when they see a deer walk out or a turkey walk out for the first time, <laughs> it's like catching your first fish. You, you'll never forget that. It's just the adrenaline, yeah. the excitement. Yeah. You can't bottle that. You can't, can't yeah. buy it or I'd buy them out. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. That's well, cool. We definitely appreciate you coming on, Wade, and sharing a little bit of that. And, and, uh, and I guess we'll uh, hand it over to yeah. Bobby and see if we can't get a little bit of uh, Thank a you cool all. story well, of appreciate his. It. Thank you. Cool, Bobby. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Gear's good now? Yep. Good, yep. good. So let's, let's. Uh, I know, Carrie, you're going to lead into this, but let's hear a little bit about, I want to hear this just because it, I'll let, my, I'll let you my pride lead into up, it. How why, about that? Why don't you first off start by, Bobby, and anybody that's listening to the show before knows, of course, this is close to my heart. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up. Here we go. Um, Here I'm we from go. Uh, Green Lane, Pennsylvania. Ah, Pennsylvania, yep, yep. Huh? It's a small town um, northeast of uh, Philadelphia, about an hour northeast. Um, that's how you got this job, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe some of it. We don't screen where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, Ooh. I'm um, – Originally from there, I moved down here in uh, 2003, and um, my home will be always be up there hunting. I try down here. I, I've had luck. I've had good luck, bad luck, but I still always go up there and hunt with my dad, so that's really where my uh, my heart's at. Yeah, tradition. That's, cool. that, that's, mm-hmm. that's what, uh, cool. and, and yeah. you know, I think that Carrie and Uncle Robert, they, they both have spent time, so they can appreciate yeah. that, but, you know, that's the one thing Kelly and I talk about, just... I mean, when you when you're in Pennsylvania, if you're from the country in Pennsylvania, which you know, fortunately, most of Pennsylvania is the country. All country. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Thanksgiving. Turkey doesn't come to mind. Stuffing, watching football games, none of that comes to mind. When right. you mention Thanksgiving in Pennsylvania, the first thing that comes to mind is that's leading into the start of deer season. Deer season. Right. Yeah. And, and that's you know tradition. I mean, yep. if there's one thing that we lack in the world today, it's 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 good traditions and people still want tradition, but with the busy lives that we have and everybody going in different directions, it's not just in our sport or our industry. It's in the world today. Traditions are kind of fading away. So that's my thing. That's my number one favorite thing about, about the fall and is, is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can second that for sure. Um, well, that's cool. So, so we're sitting here talking about our most memory stories, uh, in deer season. Or turkey season or anything, really. But man, we was talking about deer season because it's coming up. But do you have anything that's always um, that's always stood in your mind or stayed yeah. with you throughout? Yeah. Um, when I grew up, I grew up I'm real close with my dad. Um, we've always been close. He took me hunting right when I could walk. We'd go out back. We'd shoot at birds and squirrels. And uh, <laughs> he took me deer hunting early in the year and uh, taught me how to fish. Um, and I'll always remember that. And I, I, we just had a baby last year, so I hope to pass everything oh, cool. I know on to him. Um, awesome. I already started fishing with him, but he, right now he just sits there and kind of looks and watches, yeah. but isn't I believe it, he's, he's taking, taking it, it in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that yeah. hard to do? Yeah. And, and I think you can probably help us with this, you know, Carrie, you, uh, you raised two boys, so you, oh. you've, you've done well as far as getting them into the outdoors. And, and that's one thing, I mean, with Wyatt, he's five years old and he loves tractors, farming, hunting, deer. He loves everything yeah. about the outdoors. And, and I just sit there within the back of my mind thinking I'm going to support him and anything he does, but boy. I sure hope he keeps that love for the outdoors yep. because that, that, you know, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, I'm going to love him regardless. He's my son. But 
at the you know with you with a one year I, I know exactly where you're at. Mm -hmm. And Kerry, you can yeah, you, you know, can expand on that because you've been down the road. I think with the some biggest boys. thing, no matter what he chooses in in life as his career, he's always going to be an outdoorsman, and um, you know he's going to always have passion for the outdoors because you see it now. I mean, you, I see videos of him out there, you know, tracking every deer and turkey and shed hunting and all this stuff. And then just the other day, you posted one of him. He had to climb in this tree, you know, that you talked about, you know, getting into this tree and just to shoot his bow out of a tree like he's yeah. up in the stand. <laughs> so he he's he's got it. He's definitely got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it going anywhere because you know, <laughs> once you just have him around it and just you know have him involved in your life in the outdoors, it just carries on to their you know future life right but uh to answer your question yeah i do have a story um it was back in 2002 it was a uh, opening day of shotgun season up there and it always falls on the monday after thanksgiving and uh my dad and i had it was one of his buddies has just under 100 acres up there and we're the only ones that have hunted it and we started hunting it in 2000 and it was 2002 um they put the antler restriction law on up yep. there and for their county it was three to a side so anything under three points on one side you couldn't shoot it yeah. and i think i was i was 19 and my dad um there's a on the lower end of the property it's a cedar thicket and there's a fence row that comes off the one side and he put me up in there and i'll never forget it was cold and uh i was sitting there had my my boots on and it, i walked to the uh, stand i got up there and it was a metal platform you know Ooh. and i remember sitting there it was getting light and uh I heard something coming behind me in the woods. I couldn't really see yet, so I stood up and I remember my boots went, you know, they went ding, ding, <laughs> like the frost broke off. Yeah, but I heard them. They broke free and I'm standing there. I'm like, dang, you know. And I could hear it coming through the woods and I swear to this day, I still swear I heard his antlers knocking on a couple branches and stuff just because he was right behind me and never ran. I never heard him run. I didn't know it was a buck at the time. And uh, so I'm in this one fence row and to the right of me, um, it's a, just a little field of goldenrod, and to the left is um, was soybeans. So I was just, like I said, I was sitting there, and uh, it came out. I, the sun was coming up, and we, that's when before texting was big, we had radios. Right. So my dad comes on the radio. He goes, he goes, Bobby, look to your look to your side. There's a big buck standing there. And I remember, look, I'm sitting there. I'm just looking around, and there was six doe coming up from the bottom of him. And I said, I don't see it. I said, I see the six doe. And we're back and forth. And he's like, what six doe? I said, the six doe that just came up from down by you. He's like, well, I don't see him. He goes, shoot that buck. And I'm looking around, and I still, the sun was coming up over, on, you know, t just to the edge of the right there. And I still remember it, it, it. It was probably maybe 70, 80 yards, and I didn't see this thing. And it walked out across the field, and he was, the doe were coming. And he probably just still smelled one of them doe. But he, he kind of stopped, and I saw it, and I'm like, I picked the radio up. I'm like, Dad, I don't think I can shoot, you know. And he's like, shoot, just try. And I I sat there and I pulled the gun up. I had a 12-gauge slug gun. And I remember I shut my eyes and I just let one rip. And that sucker dropped. Shut your eyes? Yeah, I shut my eyes. Cause I, I, was so, I, I was shaking like a leaf. I didn't think I'd get him. I mean, there's no way. I'm like, man, I'm not going to hit this deer, you know. And he, he did. He dropped on one shot. He went straight down. Then the six doe ran straight at me, and they stopped. I stood up, and I racked one in there, and I was straight down on one. And I remember just looking up like this, and he was kicking and carrying on. And I'm like, oh, no, he's going to run, you know. So uh, I let another one fly, and it's still – I don't know if I hit him on that second shot or not. I was just shaking, and I was all <laughs> – I was so excited. But um, he was all happy. He got down. He come walking up there, and I got down. And we walked over to him, and it was a nine-pointer. Wow. Is just under 137 oh, inches. Wow. Holy so, cow. but back then, like I oh, said, yeah, that was giant. That was a big yeah. deer back then, and he was he was probably a four and a half year old deer. He was an older deer. Um, so really, 
to have that potential back then was a big deer. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. Now with that antler restriction law up there, um, getting I mean, a little better. It's yeah, still, yeah. That'd still be a big deer up there yeah. these days. Yeah. And that's you know, you say about being 19 years old and having the antler restriction mm-hmm. coming. Anybody that's not familiar with Pennsylvania, I mean, prior to that, if it had three inches of antler, you could shoot it. So I mean, I remember as a kid growing up. I mean, you'd see. 50 or 60 deer the mm-hmm. first day or two of, of gun season but there might you might only see one buck right and that one buck you i mean if you saw a spike buck a little button spike i mean yep. you, you would sit there and you mm. would stretch and stretch and stretch trying to figure out how you can make three inches of antler out of that thing <laughs> right. you just didn't see good bucks right and uh i was uh you know a, a part in in trying to promote the antler restriction thing in pennsylvania and sent a bunch of letters to congressmen and i remember i have a letter framed actually in my out of my shop that that they returned from the game commission that was you know me kind of telling how we had been managing deer at that point and how well it was working and what a good proponent that was of that and so i mean that you know you being a kid when that all came about you at 19 you you saw the yeah. days of back when you and shot. i'll vouch a for one, that any one horn spike was dead right. meat yep. back in those days. Oh, yeah. yep and that's the bad thing is if you try like you know you've got some a decent amount of land you hunt you know we got that we got a couple different plots up there we hunt yeah. but that one's really good because it's surrounded by a bunch of people hunt on the outside so they get going and push them all around and we just sit there and wait yeah and that they i mean it's it's loaded with them they yeah. always come through but uh yeah absolutely that antler restriction law was the best thing they ever did yeah that that that, that and then of course the you know and i think we've talked carrie about this in the past the just the media's uh, the outdoor hunting shows. I mean, back in those, you know, prior to that, there wasn't the outdoor no. channel. There wasn't Pursuit. There wasn't Sportsman Channel. There wasn't these great, uh, uh, there wasn't internet where you can, now no. you, I mean, Uncle Robert, he can get online, you know, here's a, a man into his 60s that can get on his phone and watch a hunting video on his phone these days. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the no. case. You know, people think, well, you know, it's been like that for a while. It really hasn't. I mean, it, it, prior to 2000, that wasn't the case. Right. And, uh, now, I think that's helped with a lot of management strategies in, in, in the country today as far as people are watching television shows and seeing other guys pass up deer. Now, mm-hmm. there's also downfalls because they think that you should be able to shoot a 150-inch deer every time you go hunting right. because they do it on TV. Yeah. But the practices that have gotten them there have definitely helped promote you know trophy potential throughout the country. I mean, mm-hmm. People watch those shows and say, well, I'm not going to shoot that little six-point. Now, I'll wait because right. it works. Back in those days... Prior to antler restriction in Pennsylvania, I mean, it just that was uncalled, and nobody did it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's been a big change. So that's a pretty awesome story. Bob. Yeah, I mean, and like last a, year, I remember you and I had talked. I went up there uh, a week or two after uh, you and Robert had went up, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, I saw 49 deer in three days. Oh yeah. wow! And uh, passed up two buck there, and uh, <laughs> there was a nice yeah. nine running around there, and I never did get a shot on him, but there was a seven. I, if I could go back, I probably would have shot him. But yeah, well, you'll 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 uh, he, I think you'll he be made glad it. you you can regret yes, not he, shooting that yeah. deer until this year because you're gonna go up there this year and you're gonna see that buck come out and he's gonna yep. be so much bigger. And say, boy, I'm glad I didn't yep. shoot yep. last year. So yep. I hope that's did, the case. You did the right thing. Good yep. well, thank you. There. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yep. Thanks for coming cool. on. Yep. I hope awesome. everybody has a uh, good year this year. Uh, good luck to you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks. Well, cool. That was pretty cool listening to stories from Bobby and you know his dad being there and being part of you know him killing that big buck. That was. Awesome special there. Um, awesome special. That's a pretty cool word, too. Awesome how special. That? that was awesome special. Uh, Th- was. Speaking of awesome special, how about this next guest we have? Yep, there's, <laughs> there's Robert a, G. There's how a, you doing, uh, Robert? That's I'm, an awesome special guy right there. I'm doing pretty good. Come in here with y'all and got out of work, so what, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you ain't done yet, so you might, re- you might regret in that statement. <laughs> uh, Oh, good. I what I've been, been through, y'all can't do nothing to me. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. 
So you've been on our show before, and uh, we've had some good conversations and stories and stuff we've had. And we're just sitting here talking about, you know, we got the season coming up. It's, well, it's open season now um, for archery season, and we're just kind of sharing old memories that we have of good hunts and things that stuck in our mind through hunts that we've had on and been on before. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen a many. Oh. A many one. A lot of them. I don't know which one to tell you about. They're all memory, huh? Yeah. I can still remember the first one. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I was one. I was thinking about that's that. That was, talking, that I, was I in the 80s. My, I can remember my first time. Back yeah, in the 80s. back in the 80s. Remember it just like it happened yesterday. Really? Was it successful? I mean, you, you killed something? Yeah. Wow. I ain't talking about my first deer hunt. I'm first talking about the first deer I, just, the first deer I shot. <laughs> I went by four years before I was shot. Before I shot one. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I started just, back when there wasn't many. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember my first deer hunt, too, but it was with my uncle. It was on um, my stepdad's side, and he didn't really know much about hunting. He just took me out just because I always wanted to go deer hunting. Yeah. Wasn't around anybody that hunted. My stepdad, he was into golf, and he never hunted. He, got, he golfed and fished. He did fish a lot, but my uncle, his brother, took me out, and we sat in the woods and sat there and waiting for deer to come, and I think I saw a bunch of squirrels is about all I saw, and yeah. I seen him take a nap. That's, well... Well, he's we trying to get me out there. That. He was trying to get me out there and just be out in the outdoors, so that was pretty cool. Hey, if I, anyway. if I can't take a nap when I go into the woods, I ain't going. Well, <laughs> I, I remember. That's funny. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you, it's it's so, you know, when I think about my first son, I was 12 years old. I, I was allowed to uh, – I had a twenty two, and I think I had a small 410 shotgun or something too, but I'd go out and had a BB gun prior to that. But, I don't, you know, when I was probably about eight or nine years old, I'd start – shooting at birds in the lawn with my BB gun and thinking I'm going to shoot a squirrel or a rabbit or something along those lines. And then got to where I could carry my 22 and walk the woods with my 22. And then Pennsylvania had to be 12 years old to hunt. And uh, so I was born in 73. So it's sort of an 85 when I started hunting. So we've been hunting about, you know, a similar amount of time, I guess. But when I was, uh, you know, talking back there with Bobby about the antler restrictions and all that, and I remember going hunting with my dad, uh, probably when I was probably about 10 or 11, it was prior to me being old enough to hunt. I would go with my dad and sit with him in his stand. And as I think back about my early memories, the first, the, the one thing that I will, that's burned into my mind, and, and I'm sure it's because of discomfort, was my dad, we would walk up and we would sit in his stand, which was just some boards uh, nailed to a tree. He had a seat built between two trees, and it was my dad's stand. That's where he went, you know, start a season every year. And he took me up there as a kid, and I, like I said, maybe 10, maybe 11, and I don't even know that it was wouldn't have been the opening day because I think the opening day they were took that pretty serious. So I doubt right. he would have took me along as a ten year old. But it was sometime in you know the two weeks of gun season that we had back then in Pennsylvania, and we'd go. So I went with him, and I never will forget this. I had he my dad, and it didn't matter how cold it was. He had a pair of red wing boots that he hunted in, and he would wear those boots hunting. And I mean, I, and I don't mean he had warm sure. socks. I mean he had a pair of leather red wing boots. And whatever he wore for socks back then, which probably wasn't much. Yeah. And uh and I and and you know, he had an orange hunting jacket, but other than that orange hunting jacket, I mean he wore jeans, right. maybe he had some long underwear on, and them red wing boots and a hunting jacket, and uh took me with him and I r I'll never forget I had a pair of high top Reebok sneakers on <laughs> back when I was twelve years old in nineteen eighty five, that's what you wore. <laughs> I had a pair of high top Reebok sneakers, a pair of jeans I may have had a pair of long underwear in a red windbreaker jacket. And that was, you know, I had an orange hat on because he wanted me right. to have something orange on. And, and that was, you know, when I think back of not necessarily, that wasn't the first time we killed deer, but that was my first hunting memory. That was my first deer hunting memory. You know, I had a lot of 
squirrel, rabbit, bird right. type stories as a kid. But that's the first time I got that's to go funny. with my dad. We walked up that hill to his stand and sat there. And of all the experience, that's the one thing that sticks with me the most is what what we were wearing. And I look at what we wear today, and I think to myself, boy, are we spoiled. Yeah, very. <laughs> or, or back then, boy, were we dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that, I, I'll mm. never, I mean, I could picture it like it was yesterday. Me and my dad sitting Ooh. on that seat, me and my sneakers and him in his boots. Yes, sitting didn't matter that day, did it? <laughs> and it was, no, yeah, he, mm. and that's it. I mean, he was smoking cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, he didn't think nothing about sin or care nothing about it. And, and But, you know, exceptionally, uh, you know, had great success as a hunter. He's, he killed some great deer and uh, just a different, you know, a different, aspect of how you went about it oh yeah and that yeah, was still back in the days when you shot a one-horn spike yeah, if you right it. <laughs> yeah it's whatever come through back then people was probably pushing deer through the woods well it Man was so drives. much different yeah and in pennsylvania yeah. you had farm we had the guys like us who just still hunted for the most part but i mean it was nothing back then to get up and go for a walk yeah. in the woods and try to shoot a deer right. walking nowadays you don't you know we think well we don't want to spook the deer around which yeah. we don't i mean we're doing it right now right but back then, that was right for the time. And, yeah, you'd sit walk there for an hour. The woods and, and then maybe you'd up. take a yep. loop. Yeah, walk <laughs> around the loop and walk back out, push deer to everybody else. But everybody was doing that. And then we had the farmers near us who actually did did a lot of driving. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, it was funny because you'd hunt back. Uh, you'd hunt the first day, and you didn't hear a lot of a noise in the woods. But by the second morning, I mean, and you could hear them from, you know, back the leaves are all down, maybe even have snow on the ground. You can hear a long ways in the cold wintertime up there. And you'd hear guys hooting and hollering and pushing deer and yeah. yelling. And you could hear, you'd hear guys cheering when they'd get one, like, yeah. you know, you know, yelling because, you know, well, so-and-so, they must have just got one. And, yeah. and I don't mean guys directly hunting near us. I mean guys that might have been two miles, you know, a mile to two miles away, you'd hear them because they'd have 15 guys out in the woods, right. you know, Screaming. yelling and breaking <laughs> sticks and pushing, actually, you know, pushing those deer, getting them running. Yeah. So what a what a time has changed. Shoot. So what about your 1985 or what about your 1980 hunt, Robert? What sticks in your head on that first time? I don't hunt? know. Just killing the deer, I reckon. I still got his horns. Was it? Uh, you know, I was just sitting there and I was sitting in an old about an eight foot ladder stand eating a banana, and <laughs> uh, right behind a trailer house, and you could hear the radio playing and all that stuff, you know. And uh, I just happened to be looking around. I looked back up a road right behind me, and there stood some deer in the road. I just happened to turn around and look, and there they were. <laughs> and so I picked my rifle up, and I was looking at them. And uh, the one of them I was looking at, I was looking at him, looking at his horns. That's what I was looking at. And the next thing I know, I done pulled the trigger and shot him right between the eyes. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Between the eyes. Yeah. So was it was like a spike? Or no, it was a little four-point four point four point buck. Yeah. yeah. I, was down in, I was down in South Carolina with uh, James Miller. James Miller. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that was a hard name to remember. Another Miller. Miller. Still hunting with some Miller. You remember James Miller? James Miller. You know James Miller? No. You don't. That's the man your daddy started driving for, James Miller. Oh, that's too long ago. Yeah, it was. Hey, I've been around a while. <laughs> so, so he was from South Carolina? Or no, James from Canapolis. See, I don't know. You didn't know the Millers, huh? Yeah, your daddy drove for James uh, for several years. Yeah, drove old 55 Ford and, and uh, so you've been, old 62 uh, Falcon. So you was old enough to remember them things. Yeah. I was just a baby. Yeah, I was about 14 to 15. Yeah, I was a baby, because too. I don't Dale was about, he's about four years older than me or so, four or five. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So now compared to that, that four-pointer that you shot to today's deer that you see, Oh, I see some big ones now. Big Gotta get to ride now. around with LW. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. No, not around. Yeah. You hunt around your house. You, got, you, you do some stuff around your house there, and you got some nice bucks oh, running I do. around there. And I got a nice big one. Buck stands out in my mind is uh one I killed over 
next to the Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Speedway yeah. Yep, right off the third turn. That's and uh, I, I was hunting, hunting the people, people's land over. It was about a hundred acre farm, eighty some acres, whatever. But anyhow, I was going over and I was cutting these big buck tracks going in the road, you know. So I go down there and get the stand. I'm thinking I'm gonna kill this deer because he's got fresh deer tracks, you know. He's around. Yeah. Go in there and don't see a deer, not a deer. And uh, go back to the shop. I told my brother about it. He said, well, you got to go back this evening because I'd hunt. Well, I was back when I run my own place, so I hunted every day. I hunted, my brother hunted in the morning, and I hunted in the evening. We hunted every day. Yeah. And so this evening, he said, that tomorrow evening, you got to go back over. Went back, not a deer. I went 12 evenings in a row, got in the same deer stand, and the 12th day, I finally seen a deer. Didn't see a deer for, for 11 days. Not a deer Nothing. Not a deer. Wow. And a six-point buck come off the river behind me, walked right by the tree. I could have jumped on his back. He walked right straight across the field over where I had some corn poured out. Yeah. And here come he, – he didn't no more get across that field – and here come a 12-point buck right out of the woods. He was standing over there. Ain't no telling how many days he'd been standing there watching that corn pile. Yep. And he'd come out of them woods, and I shot him. <laughs> 12 <laughs> days. 12 days and didn't see a, not a single a, deer. Not a deer. Yeah, well, the 12th well. day I seen the deer. And then that deer comes out. Yeah, that's okay. a, that's two deer. But if my brother had to been telling me you got to keep going back, I'd have. Was that his turn to go back? No, he didn't hunt oh. over there. Oh, okay. No. He just tell. Right. He just kept telling. Well, he's bound to be there today. He's bound yep. to be there today. He's kept pushing to, you. Well, finally, he showed up. But <laughs> That's hilarious. there you go. Fighting had all that time. Probably yep. wouldn't never got him. But I mean, let's relate this story though. It seems like everything with Roberts around hunting and racing, and it all came together right there. Yep. He was hunting at the racetrack. Yeah. yeah. Hunting and racing. That's what I like to do. So I that's decided it. I mean, I'll hunt at the racetrack. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of stories from folks that worked at Sharp Motor Speedway about some big bucks yeah. all around that area. So I still um, hunt over not on the racetrack property, but I hunt near it. Yeah. I used to hunt on the property, but don't don't, don't no more. Uh, they've told me, you know, several times I come over and hunt. Just, well, that's a good place to go. I know, but you know, the Speedway property is just so many people hunting it. Hey, work there. They can't hunt in the daytime. I mean, they can't hunt during the week. They got to go to work. Yeah, I know, but it's just you know you. <laughs> it goes you back have, to that time. You have the so guys. I had twelve days every day. I guess so. So, guess so you you got time. Yeah, I just don't want to get in there and them guys get aggravated because I come in on. Well, hey. well, it'd be a neat story though, just like you had you hunting out on the Motor Speedway. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't on the speedway property. Well, it, yeah, it was right was. beside it. It was right there. Yeah. I mean, it was off of turn three. You yeah, see. it was. It was. Whether it was neighbor's property, it was still That's exactly enough. right. It was, it was right still that there. Property. That'd be cool. Yeah. I so, enjoyed it. You know, one thing, Uncle Robert, that we talk about a lot on the show is, uh, you know, we, we actually had an episode, I believe, just on trail cameras and yeah. setting trail That's cameras it. and the importance of them and how we use them as a management tool. But, you know, you're talking back about shooting that 12-point buck and you were going in there hunting just because you saw that deer's tracks and right. right, right. So you're prior to cameras, I'm assuming, or prior to your your experience with cameras. Yeah, I didn't have and, any. I'm sure and, there was uh, some out. You know, I I really oh, well, yeah, I know those cameras out then, but I, I just didn't have any. I, yeah. I love the cameras and and all they do for us. But you know, I look back at those days and think, to, I mean, just that. And you know, these days, if you had a camera there, you probably would have known that deer. Right. Uh, or you, you would have known his pattern even of when he was coming up. And maybe he was, 
you know, you hunted that stand for 12 days. Now, I guarantee you that deer in those 12 days had been on that corn. He just wasn't there in the daylight. When oh, you were the there. corn was getting gone, and, yeah. And, yeah. And that's where, you know, and that, that right there is a good story for us to, to always keep in the back of our mind because we look at trail cameras these days and we'll say, well, you know, there's a nice buck in there, but he's nocturnal. He's nocturnal. Yeah, right. He's not coming out in the right. daylight. So these days, you're you know, our, our instant gratification that we have as, as human beings in, in the world mm-hmm. we live in these days would say, well, I'm going to go hunt a different stand because that buck's nocturnal. Right. He's not going to come out. And I don't know how many people have, have been down this road, but I know I have. And, uh, you know, you, you end up not going hunting because he's just not there on the cameras. And then lo and behold, he shows, he shows up. up. And then you get a picture on the camera and say, man, if I'd have been sitting there, I could have got that deer. That's yep. it. So I mean, That's your, it. your story right there is a, is a prime example for us to, to not necessarily not go sit in that tree just because the camera's not showing it. Because on that one day, all it takes is in 30 seconds one day for things to there's, go different. There's nothing wrong with technology, yeah. but sometimes it'll get in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It does. And, you know. Well, just the anti- – I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the feeling as a kid hunting. And some of it's because I've done it more and, and I've shot a lot more real good deer now. But I really think some of it is the, the cameras and that. But the anticipation, I mean, I remember as a younger hunter – and I don't think it was because of being a young, younger hunter. I think it was just because of the technology differences. But I remember sitting in my stand, and if you heard leaves crunching, your imagination automatically, automatically. went to, man, that could be the giant. Yes. That could be the big yes. boy. Now, and, and, and I'm talking about a big buck that, that you never saw in your life. You never saw a picture right. of him. You didn't know he existed. You didn't know what was there. But in your mind, in that piece of woods over there, there's this giant buck yep. living. And when you'd hear those leaves crunching, your adrenaline would take over and get you so oh, yeah. excited because you just didn't know what was going to come out and from behind like that said, tree. Like I said, there's this patient was and, coming out. And I really feel for me personally, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily just that I've hunted a lot more now. I think it is the technology that I don't get that same rush as I got back when I didn't know. Because now it's almost like you're looking, now you hear the deer coming, you still get excited, but you're looking at deer thinking, okay, well, is that the big right. eight or is right. that you're, the, you're the picking, tall tan? You're or picking what, the what cheese now. You know, and so it's a little different, but I... I, I have these memories that come to my mind about, and, you know, all, all this first-time hunting things come to my mind, and I think about these. I don't know how to explain it other than there's there's certain settings that are burned into my mind, and when I think about bow hunting, for some reason, I think about this one particular scene, and it's me walking to my stand, and it was on my grandmother's property up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You guys are familiar with that. And I'm walking out the, we call it the dump road, which is the road to my stand, and it's it's Halloween, and it's everything's it's cold. It's a cold Halloween. There's a little. There's maybe a half inch of snow, and I can't tell you a thing about that hunt other than I have that image of walking out that road on my way to my stand, etched in my memory. That when I think about Halloween, that's the first thing that comes into my mind is that that setting. And, and it's a real day. I mean, it happened. I right. mean, I walked to my stand one day around Halloween time, hunting on my grandmother's property to go out and and, and bow hunt a deer. And I can't tell you about what deer I was hunting. I can't tell you about if I saw a deer or not, or even what happened when I got to my stand. But just that ex- something about that, you know, those settings and those scenarios. And, you know, there's numerous other ones that I, that, you know, when I think about Halloween, that's this, that's, that's right. what that's, instantly that pops, pops up, up in my mind. And I don't know how really, if I'm describing it right, but I hope somebody can relate to that I because I, 
Well, you I know you don't. It, it's just. Do you understand where he's going with that? I don't know where Something he's going. Something about him I know. walking. It's yeah. just a scene of him. <laughs> I know. That's it's it. Just it's just. Dub. Just, <laughs> just, just What scenes. kind of music yeah. was playing in the background for this scene? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, right. I forget, forget about it. Forget about it. I hope somebody listening <laughs> can relate because yeah. it's just. You, know you those don't remember the hunt. Those experiences. You, you remember the walk, but you don't remember the hunt. Did he kill anything? You don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he was hunting. I know oh. I was hunting deer. I just well, don't know don't which know deer which I was chasing, one. or you know. I mean, it was just, it was just you got a setting. Like that, Robert? I probably do, but I can't remember. Might not have been hunting. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, that, that's just that's yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, can't believe you stepped I probably, into that. Uh, well, I probably didn't do a great job describing it, but I know somebody listening can appreciate that. And should and, we see like the the and, sun uh, halo glowing behind you as you're walking? No, down this it trail, was, it's, a, it's a great day. It's a great what? day with snow on the ground, cold, mm. icy, but it's at Halloween time. Yeah. That's that's what comes to my mind when I think about October 31st. Okay, I thought maybe a ghost is going to jump out or something. No, it might that might be why <laughs> I mean, it got burned into my mind. I don't oh, know, no. but it, it's not just that. I have a lot of time, you know, like when I think yeah. about memories and just listen to bobby talk about uh gun season in pennsylvania and thanksgiving and you know another thing in the fall I, if i drive by a produce stand in the fall and they got gourds and pumpkins and stuff like that out i can't describe but i get a feeling come over me and i i mean i think back in the day about riding down highway 220 and in on my way to my grandparents house and passing a produce stand that had corn and pumpkins in that fall feel i mean i just i don't know i have a lot of great okay it's great i, I can relate to that that's just well, yeah, you, you well, relate that to going to your families. Yeah. Well, no, I, I relate. Yeah, I mean, I relate that to just these the great times I've had in the fall, and so, yeah. I have a lot of things that I'm really fortunate that I'm. I'm glad I have that memory when I think about uh, you know maybe when you think about oh, Halloween. Think about your yeah, grandma when, and all. Well, yeah, and when Carrie thinks about Halloween, he yeah. probably gets scared of goblins because he's a scaredy cat. Yeah, but, you know, everybody, everybody gets different I'm feelings, a and that's. Uh, that's just some great memories. Yeah. Whatever. All right. All right. On to the next subject. So, what else you got? Well, we've been spending all summer trying to get ready for Dale and Truex to try to kill a deer. Yeah. Uh, up in Ohio? <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been making some How? marathon runs. So, that's pretty <laughs> awesome that you're spending all summer getting everything ready for them to go hunt. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to do anything to get ready for it. They just go in there and hunt. Uh, they got their part. <laughs> they got their part, yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. they got their that's part. Like, yeah, they do their part. Yeah, that's kind of like going to their Pennsylvania. That's kind of like going to Pennsylvania to uh, all that work. And we get we do get to hunt. Yeah, but, but we don't have to do much. We do post a little bit. Post some property. Hey, stack a little firewood. If you went on these the episodes I've been going on, posting that, a little bit of land ain't so nothing. The that trips a, have been that's worse. That's a sweet oh. deal, Larry. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's a sweet deal. We're good. I'll, I'll shut up then. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, that's true. We've we've had a we've had a lot of fun this summer. We've had a couple. Uh, we just finished up a trip a trip a week or so mm-hmm. ago up there to. We had one nice trip. We spent what four days? Four. We spent four days up there uh, earlier this summer and took Wyatt with us and did a whole bunch of work in four days. But we oh, had cool. four days to enjoy it. And so you could another, had, had another hand, but that that phone call never came. No, so. I'll, I can go ahead and tell you, and I I have to believe in your heart. You know why that call never came because I can hear any of that. I ain't got I got a radio. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, though, them radio is getting farther and farther uh, away from me. Well, there you go. Then maybe we could get you back, put you back True to work. Rex and, er- and, and Lil Earnhardt get to pay for it, and we get to do it. I think that's we right. better. I think yeah. you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hold better <laughs> yep. yeah i don't blame you there yeah. they, they do their part just they do all the work way. too right yeah yeah, yeah. we they, have a they blast work, but they got to work somewhere else that's right 
Yeah, they're uh, they're sitting sitting in line somewhere, sweating, uh, doing yeah. something. I'm sure, yeah. and we're just they're doing sure our sweat are. out in the outdoors. So I'll take yeah. what we do yeah, for I'll, sure. I'll you know, take we that weed eater. We yeah. we have a lot of fun with that, and of course, the, and and you know, I know that that Martin and Dale both appreciate the what goes into it and, and all the work that we do. Oh, you know they do. I mean, uh, you see the excitement, Dale, like you're talking about uh, him getting these pictures, and he's getting oh, more yeah. excited about season oh, coming yeah. up. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, speaking of Dale, I had to I had to stop a minute and go back because I did have a. A show we've done probably two episodes ago uh, it was me and my son Jeffrey, and we talked about this bow fishing trip we was going on. We was going to take a special guest. We was been trying to get there, and I was going to have him on the next show to come in with my son Jeffrey and talk about that episode of us um, bow fishing. And I didn't get to do that because one, he was busy. It was Dale Jr. We finally got him out on the lake, first time ever bow fishing. So we go out and. It was a short night because we go out to the first spot, and my son sees a, a fish, and Junior shoots at it and misses, and my son shoots and hits it, and I turn to go help him with the fish getting it in because it's a pretty good-sized carp, and lo and behold, we both all about went to the lake whenever the boat, the trolling motor hit this rock <laughs> and knocked the head off the trolling motor. <laughs> oh. So that ended our bow fishing trip on the first spot we went to, and the first fish we shot. Well, there's a first. There's a f- good first story for our for our so, season. Start. I mean, that, <laughs> I, I'm glad Junior ain't here to talk about because yeah, he he. Was, <laughs> we ended up spending about an hour. Luckily, we know people that live on the lake, and he called up Brad Burris that works over at the farm, and uh, hey, Brad, you know we need to come by your house, borrow some tools, and blah blah blah. So we go over and start working on this. Well, I'm working on this while they're all standing around talking. I'm trying to fix this. Uh, Troll motor and it's it's been banged up. I've repaired it and patched it, and you know it's kind of just you know rigged it together a couple of times, and it's it was due to fall apart. But it didn't have to be that night that I finally got Dale Jr. out. There. <laughs> yeah, and well, it ruined the whole deal. So he ain't talked about going back, Dave. <laughs> well, at least now he can say he's been bow fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for about an hour. And usually we go about seven or eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, that's. Uh, I wondered, you know. I, I just had to bring it up because I did leave off one episode where I was talking about going to have his guest back on and talk about our trip, and it didn't happen. And I had to explain what happened and why it didn't happen. <laughs> well, I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad you got us up to date on how that went yeah. because I knew you talked about that, and that was I hadn't heard much about it's it. It's going to come back. I, I've got you, a new uh, trolling motor coming, and whenever I get it, I'm going to hit him up and try to get him back out there and uh, hopefully get him out there for all night long yeah what cool. the whole six to eight hours awesome mm. awesome you want to go no no that's too no. late for you right past your bedtime yeah. robert you're gonna be out past 10 o'clock no yeah. I, at 10 o'clock i got to be in the bed so you know i got to be home <laughs> yeah. a couple hours before that well about nine o'clock's when we go so yeah yeah, yeah. i believe i'll pass yeah okay that's the only thing that keeps me from wanting to go is, that is it late night that stuff i don't i don't believe I'd, i could hang with that either. well you know some of us is, is just into it outdoors just, enough i don't yeah. need to start yeah. nothing else new no you got enough to do right yeah. no <laughs> it's a lot of fun but no it's I'm still working on tomato season right now. I'm trying yeah. to get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, salsa. And yeah. All that canned stuff you bring. Oh, Last yeah. time I was on here, you mentioned my wife making that salsa. Yep. Yep. And she says, that was in the spring. spring. We ain't, she hadn't even made any. You was talking about that. And uh, she started making some. That's been a month ago, maybe. She said, that there's Carrie's uh, salsa right there. I so said, you got me back. She said, yeah, he's the only one who knows I'll make it. That's right. <laughs> so you so got, got me a you, batch. I got yeah. you a case of sauce. All right, cool. I didn't cool. know he was going to be here. I'd have brought it. 
That's yeah, why well, I don't have you nothing. Sheep whistles got you, son. Well, that's, that's it. Right. That's it. That's we, right. we, we all say Uncle Robert's Uncle salsa, Robert. but the reality is it's whistle yeah. salsa. No, <laughs> is the only person who knows I make it. <laughs> I know she makes it very well. I know that. It's yeah. really good stuff. So. We, well, and also, uh, I tell you something funny. We had a, a little event out here in the parking lot at Junior Motorsports today, and I was I was laughing because I walked out, and Uncle Robert's got a he's got a cap on the back of his pickup truck, so his cap window's down and his tailgate's open, and laid on the tailgate's a whole, whole bunch of watermelons. Oh, Lord. And a sign on his tech cap on, on, on the window that was folded down on the cap says, free watermelons. Yeah, free watermelons. So, so, so you give away so watermelons, Robert, too? He's oh, got yeah. A, he's got Good a roadside, roadside produce. It don't right make no money, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got yeah. plenty of time, but I ain't got no money. No money. Uh, That's you right. Should, uh, you should put a can <laughs> out. Uh, just put a can, uh, a coffee honor can system. out. Oh, your yeah, honor system. The honor well, system. You could, yeah. that one, you could take the free off and just put donations. Hey, I had I had to uh, tailgate down with all the watermelons laying there, and I had to go out there and put the free sign on there to get them, to get them off the truck. <laughs> Nobody's taking them, huh? Wouldn't nobody get uh, one. Yeah. Cool. All right, the sign says we have to wrap it up, folks. Got to be out of here. They got a show coming in and record, so I guess we're going to tie it all up. I appreciate you coming on the show, Robert, and always fun to be around you and looking forward to our hunt coming up. Ain't it the truth? Yeah. I'm ready. Well, We'll get out there and do our own thing, and LW will think we're doing what he wants us to do, and, you know, like we normally do. Well, yeah, okay. He ain't got I'll it figured it. out how we're going to get there yet. Yeah. He keeps changing. The next, don't we don't know if we're riding with him or me and you ride. I riding. don't care. I'll drive him. You ride with me. No you want to make the decision? I don't care if he even goes. We'll just go up there and throw it uh, Wayne. Well, you guys uh, worked out last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had to leave. That was cool, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. I think that when I'm there, my dad, my dad's real critical. Oh, you know, how many did you guys shoot and ask a question? I think I left last year, and it sounds like my dad just kind of waved the green flag. Said, "Y'all, like, let's go. Shoot all you can, boys. Well done, he's going. Let's go. Hunt yeah. down there in my yeah. yard. Hunt in my yeah. yard if you want. Yeah, yeah. we when, like we when, like hunting with Wayne. When a I'm whole there, lot. when I'm there, I feel like my dad, my dad has a little spot where he feeds the deer there by his cabin. So I feel like we have this 500 yard radius that we can't hunt. You know, we yeah. don't want to shoot around the cabin. Here. As soon as I leave, he probably turns y'all loose on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. No, we have a blast. I can't wait. I know even my dad looks forward to you guys. Yeah, we enjoy it. I'm, I'm very excited. Well, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to a good hunting season. We're looking forward to it, and good luck for your season this year. All appreciate right, it, Robert. Appreciate y'all. All right, thank you. Well, uh, Dub, that was a pretty cool show. I enjoyed listening to them stories with uh, Bobby and Wade and uh, Uncle Robert. And, of course, you know, Uncle Robert's always fun to have around. He's a lot of character and a lot of fun to be with and uh absolutely appreciate all of them coming on the show this episode but uh i guess uh that about does it for earnhardt outdoors here in the exalta studio we wanted to thank exalta for all they do for dirty mo radio to keep up with all the latest exalta news follow them on twitter facebook and instagram at exalta racing and folks be sure to join us next time on this episode of earnhardt outdoors and we'll see you then thanks for listening to dirty mo radio If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan.